gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier. And before we get the show started, I would like to advise all the listeners and watchers to please subscribe, leave that five-star rating, a review, a like, a share, all those things. We're trying to run those numbers up, y'all, so please do all those things. I would greatly appreciate it. And getting right to the show, so today I got a very, very special guest. And shout out to my boy, Romel. He plugged me with this guy. And we got him on the show. We here to get it done. So his name is Boom. Welcome to the show, bro. What's good? What's going on, man? How you feeling? Feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. Glad glad to get you in the studio to get this done, man. All the way from Philly. Appreciate no, you coming out. I appreciate it and appreciate Ramel for putting this together. Yeah. First, I want to say, you know, thank you for putting stuff like this together. I always like when people put together podcasts, like just bringing. You know, the real thing is a lot of times, you know, we had million dollar conversations. We just mm-hmm. was talking money just now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't, you know, sometimes we talk about a hundred thousand, a million, ten million. But Ari, that's not an everyday thing. So right. stuff like this allow everyday people to like, dang, I wasn't, you know what I mean? Facts. I wasn't really thinking like that. Yeah, but I feel facts. like you need to have six or seven figure conversation every day. No, you, you do. keep your brain flow going. Right. You can't you can't hit the eight nine figures without getting the six, seven first. You feel so me? that's game. You yeah, feel that's me? Game. So now if you at least watching something on YouTube, now you can go back to your folks and be like, yo, listen, I heard something. Well, they're gonna do something with it or not, but you starting the convo, but you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. So so getting right into it, let the people know. So for the people that may, may be listening or watching, they never seen you or heard of you before, just do a quick like background check to mm-hmm. let the people know like who you are, what you do. But so my name Boone, Derek Boone, but from Philly, 28 years old. Um been got into real estate 2017. Yeah, 2017 is when I got started. I started as I got licensed as a realtor. Before real estate. I worked at a retirement home. I was making $10 an hour at this retirement home. And it's just one of them things, you know, it's just like $600 every two weeks ain't going to cut it. Like six, $700. So I went to a class. It's crazy. I went to this class to learn how to buy a duplex. It was like how to buy a multifamily class. And then I was talking to the guy after, you know, you just get a couple questions in. And he was like, yo, you you sound like this might be for you. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to make it. That's why I'm here. He's like, no, like you really talking like like this is for you. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm passionate about it. I'm trying to get out of my situation. And I just, um, I've been reading a lot of books. He said, no, like what I mean is your f- swag, your flow. Like, I think you should get into this. So he wasn't talking specifically about investing. He was talking about being like an agent. He was like, you seem like you could sell some stuff. Mm. So I'm like... All right, man. So I tapped him. He became my mentor. And I took the classes. It was two classes. I passed the classes. But the thing that got me, when you take your actual license exam, I felt that nine times. So, you know, you pay $55, $54 each time. So I'm like $500-something in plus the classes, plus time. So you like, uh, all right, I got to really make something out of it. Because I really was going to get it just to get it because my main passion was becoming an investor. So I went ahead and got my license. Um, I got licensed March 2017. I closed my first deal April. By the end of that year, I closed like 17 deals. It was actually more than that, but some of them fell through. You know how it just mm-hmm. things happen at the last minute. And then, um, but I always kept investing in the back of my head. 2018, still doubled them or tripled the amount of sales. 
And then 2018, the end of 2018, I met, which uh, was my partner at the time. He, we did a deal at the same time. I made like 7,000. He made like 16, 17,000. Same amount of work, same right. time frame. And I'm like, 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 what you, like, what you got going on? He said, you know, I wholesale. I said, I got a suit on here and ball shorts. So I'm like, <laughs> you got to show me that. So he, he broke it down to me and I've been messing with that and the realtor thing back to back all 2018. And then that's when I started hiring out sub agents under me. And then I referred all my deals on a strictly was doing the wholesaling. And then 2019 is when 2019 going to 2020 is when I started grabbing houses. And I just was 2020, 2021, 2022. Now we just was buying, buying, buying. 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 Yeah. Still doing the wholesale thing, but the realtor thing like that's, like null and void. I don't even know if I got a license or not. You taste yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it ain't it ain't <laughs> random. But that was like from start to finish my whole situation. Okay. So how many houses you got now? Um, right now we got about thirty seven units. Okay. Um, and then we got a bunch of lots that we about to start building a new construction on. All in yeah. Philly? Yeah, all in Philly. Are oh, you going crazy? What so what made you? I mean, obviously you're from Philly, so that's probably mm-hmm. easy to get started. But what made you? Because a lot of times I know when I started buying real estate, I, I was living in Cali, mm-hmm. so I started buying in Michigan. So what made you really say, let me focus on where I'm at? Um, well, one because remember I started out doing a wholesaling oh, first. Okay. So when you start catching deals and they start falling your lap, you're like, shoot, I'm gonna just keep this one. I'm going to just keep this one. And um, we'll also kind of position all that. I was selling a lot of deals to the same investors. So I'm watching them make all this money, which was I still was making money too. And one of the things with people are realtor on here, like what I was doing, I was selling. So like you sell a million dollar house, you get 3%, 3%. you get 30 grand. I like everybody want to be a million dollar agent. So that's Ryan, all them big right. dollar, New York yeah, million yeah, dollar yeah, yeah. listings and all that. But what I realized them, them listings sit on the on the MLS on the market for a year, two years, sometimes longer than that. Right. So I'm like, how can I make the same amount of money in a shorter amount of time wearing less suits? So I'm like, okay, if I sell them the deal on the front end, make 15, 20 grand on the front end, wholesale it to them, tell them on the back end, they got to give it to me to list it, and I'll make another 10 on the back. It was a cheaper house, maybe a two, three, four hundred thousand dollar house, but yet I'm dealing directly with investors. They really don't care how or super, I just got to be professional, but I don't got to be super extra. They just glad they got a deal. I made 20 on the front and then I made the other 10 on the back. That's the 30,000. But now I'm dealing with, now we like friends now. Mm-hmm. So that's how we kind of like really put everything together. Okay. Okay. And how long, when you, when you started doing this, I always like asking people this question, because I know you said you was making 10 an hour at the uh, mm-hmm. nursing home. You yeah. said nursing home, right? Yeah. So how, like, when did you, uh, how long did it take you to leave? Um, or when did you leave? So... I graduated high school in 2011. I went to Penn State Abington. They kicked me out because my grade, I had a point, I had a point eight, like a point three and like a one GPA. Oh, you was wilder. Yeah, I was up there doing anything I wasn't supposed to be doing. So, All right, I know how I go. I know how I go. Yeah. yeah. So they, um, the, the dean, I think as you call it, he mm-hmm. called me in. He was like, Yo, look, your academics don't fit with what we trying to do. So you basically got to go. And they, it was mad because they footed, they footed me with the bill of the last semester. Even though it kicked me out middle of the semester, I had to still had to pay that whole semester. So that was, that's a whole little, I was mad about that one. But 2011, 2012 to 2016, I was working at the nursing home. And 2016 to 2017, that was my last year working there. Uh, well, 2017 to 2018 was my last year working there. I honestly could have left 20, like a couple months after getting into real estate because I was closing deals back to back to back to back. 
But I made a promise to myself. I said, I'm going to get this one full year in every season, and then I'm finally going to go ahead and mm. jump. But I really could have left. Like, it, it was funny because the uh, director was like, yo, we was waiting for you to leave. Because like, I was open. <laughs> I would leave, go into the bathroom, make a call. I would go ahead and change my clothes in the, in the, um, in the bathroom and go straight to go straight to houses and stuff like that. That's why one of the things, I don't really have too much... I don't say pity for people because I used to work there from seven right. to three, then go straight to all night doing house stuff. But that, that I was gonna say that take a lot of discipline to run up mm-hmm. a bag and still go to a job making ten dollars an hour. Oh yeah, because I know yeah. me, yeah. most people, I'm, Hell yeah. man, I'm out there joint. Hell yeah. Right. But also, this is the other thing people gotta think about though. Your stubs is important. Fact, man. Your stubs is important. So that's fact. What I did was I had got approved for a mortgage. I went and ran up a lot of credit. A lot of um, loans, like personal loans, lines of credit and stuff like that. Because all I had to do was show some stubs. That's, that's so, game. Yeah, so I, w- I utilized that. I made sure I made up a whole salary worth just in credit, not more than a salary off of that. And then I went in and jumped. So I was good. Whether the deal closed or not, I still had a backup plan. Man, I, talk, I talked about that a long time ago on the uh, podcast episode. I said one of my biggest regrets when I left the military is um, not understanding the importance of that. Because mm-hmm. when I, I left and um, I got the I got the bread, mm-hmm. we good. Yeah. But then I tried to buy a house, but on paper, nah. I'm only at this point, I'm only an entrepreneur nah. for four months. On paper, it looked like you ain't doing shit. Yeah. So they like, no, nah, we can't do that. But I got the I got the bread in my bank account and all that. But they mm-hmm. like, we need a two year history. Yeah. But I ain't fully understand it until I ain't had a job no more. So now I'm like, damn, I can't even bust this move how I want to play. So that is it's it's dope that you understood that while you were still there. It's crazy because people that's a fact. You do need them two years tax returns. You need mm-hmm. to do that stuff. But people don't understand the full concept of funding and how you can go different layers, different mm. avenues with it. Like honestly, you can buy a house today get funded for it, get all that stuff situated and not need the two years tax returns, not need the, you know, stuff like that. So like when we buy our houses, we use, utilize like hard money lenders, right. private lenders and things like that. And they literally fund all the deals. So let's say I buy a house for, let's just say a hundred thousand. They might fund 80,000 or $90,000 at house. I just got to come with the 10 to 20 grand, 20. but you go ahead and get a, a credit card from Chase. They might give you 10,000 plus, and they can approve you the same day you make your LLC. Right. So now, all that two years tax returns, that stuff don't even matter no more. That's some free game right there. Yeah. People that yeah. people that's paying attention because I know a lot of people go through that. I talk to people all the time. And they just got the gig. They like, man, I ain't even know I couldn't. I thought I was gonna be able to. I got the money, mm-hmm. but they ain't even. They ain't, the banks ain't even messing mm-hmm. with me like that. So that's definitely some game that people could uh, take and apply immediately. Yeah, it's and, a fact. Yeah, I, I also want to talk. So you said you was. Uh, you started, and you said you got like 30, 37 units at this point, yeah. right? So what is, what is, uh, I like to ask some people this question. I asked Ramel the same thing. What was your best or favorite deal that you did? Um, My best or favorite deal? One of my, my best, let me see. This wasn't my best deal, but also my favorite deal. It was a little mixture. Um, I bought this triplex, right? And it came off a cold call. So all our deals are all off market. We don't buy, I bought one thing off market to date. On market. And on yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I bought one thing on market to date. And it was my favorite because I called, cold called a guy, or my virtual assistant did cold called him. And then I negotiated with him. We got the price for 190 but it was on a block that it's in North Philly, Strawberry Mansion. It's a block that people was like, ah, a little shaky about. 
But I just had faith in the numbers. I knew it was going to be perfect. I, you know, trusted everything. But the house wasn't bad. This dude had, so majority of my buildings, we tear them down and we build them right back. Mm. Like, we tearing everything but the front wall down. Some houses, we tearing the front wall down. So, a lot of people concept, they get into, like, we just doing painting and carpet. Ours, we really rebuilding these houses. So, this was, like, perfect for me because this was my first time actually getting to something that didn't need a whole lot of work. So, I'm like, dang, I might put, like, $10,000. It was a triplex. I might put $10,000 on each floor, like. That's what I did. Literally had one guy, one contractor do each and every, um, one of my Spanish guys do each and every floor $10,000 a floor. But I got the building for one, 191 or 193 So we put like $30,000 into it, right? But I told the lender I needed like 60 or 70 So I pocketed the difference. So I'm all in two and some change. The building came back at 550 Damn. Yeah, so when I refied it, when I refinanced the building, they gave me a check for like 150000 and then I rented the building out to someone to do Airbnb. So they paying me before. They, pay. yeah, they paying me before the first. All that stuff. I said, I said they can have the whole building. And they running that. But not only you got that lump sum, a hundred and some thousand. But on top of that, it was like, dang, like I was in here like freaking like two months. It was like, I didn't really do anything. So for me, it, opened, it was like, it was my favorite deal because it kind of opened me up to getting more into, we still do full gut construction, but it was that first time I was like, dang, like, let me try to find more things that don't need a whole lot of work. Cause one of my mentors I learned from, he tears everything down. So that was, I'm oh. going based off I learned, but then I was like, dang, there's it's some house out here that don't need all of that stuff that we be doing. So that's, mm. that was my favorite cause it opened up and then I bought another house across the street. So that's like, it's a million dollars on one block that we, where we kept. That's dope, bro. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's a lot. To, it's, a, it's obviously a lot to learn from the wins, but I think it's a lot to learn from the L's, too. Oh, so yeah. on the oh, opposite yeah. side of that, what was your worst deal? I don't think no deal is the worst deal because okay. all of them you learn something. Right. Um, now, what I would say, one of my least favorite deals, I don't even say my least favorite deal. Um, damn. <laughs> my least, my least... All right, so I'm going to give you two. My least favorite deal, this one deal, um, I, I under budget. Material basically skyrocketed. So when I put the budget in for um, saying I was going to rebuild this house for 150000 and basically it went back to like 210 220 So what happens is that number, you got to cover that difference. So it was like fifty, sixty, $70,000 out of pocket that you got to cover. So when you get funding, funding from a lender... The lender will give you the hundred fifty thousand fix up the building. Anything on top of that is on you, unless you're able to negotiate with them to redo it. But when you go into them numbers, like them amounts fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, you got to redo title. You got to do the whole process over. So nine times out of ten, they not really trying to do that. Do so that was all that extra money out of pocket. So, but it was a mixture of like lumber prices skyrocketing. It was this year it's spiking. Yeah, yeah it lumber prices. Like that was this year. Yeah, it was all this year. Mm -hmm. Lumber prices spiking. Um, we had to dig up the ground and change the pipes all the way out to the street. We had to tear down. A it was a lot of stuff that I didn't know. I didn't know about, but it, it taught me a lesson at the same time. So I'm, I'm glad about it. Um, the worst deal, like when it's just like a regular wholesale deal, I had um, basically I just messed up some paperwork. I, I moved too fast, and this was a, a lesson Damn. because that's when I fired, hired my uh, first assistant. Like not just a cold caller, but my first assistant assistant. I messed up on some paperwork, so 
the ten thousand it was gonna make like fifteen thousand, ten thousand dollars, which was gonna be on one of the documents. We moved too fast and missed the paperwork, so I had to take that out, take that L myself. So just the paperwork alone just cost you some bread. Yeah, so let's say for example, I was supposed to put some paper to get paperwork together with you with a payoff, some stuff with the seller. Right. And I never sent it in. We get the clothes and they like, yo, you supposed to been sending it in. Long story short, I was just like, all right, I'm gonna just take that L. But that, that, that L was actually a lesson because it was time for me to actually transition. I need to hire somebody to do my paperwork now and start me trying to do everything. Damn. I think that's the biggest thing for um, an entrepreneur is knowing when, like, you're not good with paperwork or you got a lot going on. You can't catch everything that comes through that email. And oh, that's important. That's a $10,000 email that you just messed up on. No, that's that's a lesson to a lot of people because at, at the end of the day, business, real business at least ain't nothing but paperwork. Nothing but if it, if it ain't no paperwork, the business is non-existent for mm -hmm. real because mm -hmm. nobody is held accountable. So the paperwork, you just gave people a huge lesson. The paperwork got to be right or yeah. you have shit like that. And it, it don't even cost a lot. I just was on live talking about this the other uh, yesterday. How much is your time worth? Like, we really only making money to buy time, I feel like. Yeah, know? I agree. Like, we're only making money to buy time. Like, I would, like... I asked on live, I said, how much you make an hour? People were saying $100. How much you worth an hour? People were saying $200. So I'm like, at the end of the day, 40 hours a week, that's my $8,000 that week. But you can go on, um, I use this website called onlinejobs.ph to hire virtual assistants. They might, you might, I paid them $150 to $200. Some may be getting $240 to hire in ones. But so, but they working 40 hours. So I'm giving somebody $200 and I'm getting my $8,000 back. It's a no-brainer. So that's that's when it start. People gotta realize, like, dang, I'm paying two hundred. You give me eight grand back. That's that's a crazy lottery ticket. Crazy. Yeah, man, that's crazy. And before we before we uh started recording, you was talking about you want to get the people some plays. So I want to make mm -hmm. a segue into that. But before we go into that, we gonna go into our next sponsor. Yo, what if I could show you how to go out there and get zero percent interest business credit cards just like this from banks just like this, just how we've done our mentees, right? Thirty one thousand. 25,000, 14,000. Look, Inc. Magazine stated that 63% of individuals do not get started in business strictly because of funding, which means they do not have no money to start the business they want to start. And also another myth that people believe that LLCs need to be created for years and years and years in order to go ahead and get funded. That's something you can get started today. And what we did was put together a five-day challenge where we're going to teach you specifically how to get those funding that you need to start your business today. You know, and the biggest thing about it is that once you get the funding, what do you do with it? We are going to show you for five days how to put that money into any single business now you ain't never going broke again yo where do you get the info bro all you have to do is text the word freedom to 267-282-0464 again the word freedom to 267-282-0464 so you can get started today we're gonna see you inside so i seen a uh, video on your gram you talked about how you went from the nissan to the amg and i'm like when i seen oh, that yeah. i said we, we got to talk about this like uh -huh. the people you the, i know the people want to know this so just break that down like how that happened so so first of all, I could have been got the AMG like a while, a long time ago. I feel like it's just discipline and understanding when, when it's the time and also understanding passive income. So remember, we was doing a lot of sales, whether from was realtor stuff or wholesale stuff. You know, we was doing a whole lot of sales. So it understand, yeah, you're making money, but it's not long-term consistent money. Yeah, it's consistent based on how many deals you do. But I said, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and do anything else until... I got something like that check coming in on that day, regardless of like rent. Right. Somebody's paying you $1,500, $2,000 of rent on that first regardless. So 
that's when I said, you know what, I'm not going to make that type of move until I got situations like that. But um, my first car, my first, well, we didn't go that back that far, but <laughs> the Nissan is something special to me. It's fine. I gave it to my sister. She didn't tore it up. I've had to buy her a new car. But the Nissan was special to me because that was the first car I had when I was doing the realtor stuff. And one of the reasons why I got that is because before I had that, I had this Buick and it tended out, it just, it wasn't giving approachable vibes. So I got the Nissan Maxima and that's when I was showing houses and doing stuff. It just seemed a little more friendly, but also I wrapped that car. I went to put basically I'll buy houses on that car and it just, I made a lot of money in that car and it was like the first starting point where it was like, okay, this stuff's starting to work. This stuff's starting to click a little bit. So and then um, I bought some cars before that, but all of those different moves I was doing at Nissan set me up for when I bought the AMG, which is a hundred and something thousand dollar car. And that's what really set it up. But before I even got that, I went and made some other moves that pays passively every single month. I was telling people um, before I bought a scat pack. I put that on Toro. I was making $2,500 a month. That literally pays. Everybody want to drive one of them. Yeah, man. Right. Everybody want to drive one of them. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Or even like um, I bought an Impala, threw that on Toro. That was doing like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month, but the car note was two hundred bucks, no money down. Like, so it's little things that you guys can do just to think about ways. Like, there's nothing wrong with buying the car that you want. Like, I literally was talking to the dealership today, um, trying I'm trying to negotiate him a little bit more, but buying another car. But you just gotta have this stuff in order first. I don't don't buy nothing with your earned income. Yeah, you make. 100000 this month closing deals, but when you have something guaranteed, like whether you're going to get out of bed or not, $100,000 coming in, that's when you start making some other moves. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I agree with that. I think it's oftentimes, especially for entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. if you're a new entrepreneur, it's hard to fully grasp that concept because you could go on a good six, eight, ten-month run, mm -hmm. and when it's happening, you kind of think like, this is going to be forever. Yeah. And you know, time go by so fast, we all yeah. know a year go by. And the next thing that it might slow up. Yeah. Business is up and down until you hit some real, real st stability with growth and all that. So mm -hmm. it can be really up and down. And you can't really, like you just said, if you're out here making good money, you can't just. Because I've seen so many people, bro, they, they go on a crazy run. Mm -hmm. A year later, nothing to show for it. Bread gone. Hell yeah. Dried up out here. Hell yeah. And so that shit happened a lot, bro. Like way more than people realize. So I, it is important that you, that money that you earning. They just tuck that away for real. Yeah, Start making put some play. Put it in something. Put, put it in a house. Exactly. Like, make some investments. Guarantee. It's, it's been some investments. And one of the things that a lot of people don't they sleep on is buying like land. So I'll go ahead and buy a vacant land for $10,000, $15,000. But that land, especially in Philly, and if it's zoned right, like if it's, if it's land you can build apartment buildings on or you might just be able to build a house. I like buying the land that you can buy build apartments on it. That land might be, you might buy for fifteen or 10000 or somebody, they don't know what to do with it, but it might be worth a hundred. So you literally put 10000 into the dirt and came back a hundred grand. So like little things like that, just park your money different places instead of buying. Like I'm not real, real flashy, right. but I like to put my money in other places. So yeah. Yeah. And I and speaking of that, speaking of flash, I love asking entrepreneurs, especially people that's mm -hmm. on social media, this question regarding optics. Because in my opinion, I think optics is super, super important. It's everything. You know, image mm -hmm. is everything. And I know people going to see this. They're going to be like, he got the McQueen shirt. He got the Cardi watch on. He doing oh, his yeah, thing. No. Like, so, <laughs> so it's like when 
when it, did you know it, if it's time to spend, maybe spend a little bit mm -hmm. so you could look a certain way? You want to know something? You want to know something crazy, right? So like, I bought I bought this watch. I literally bought this watch off the strength of my homie was telling me like, yo, that's really a good conversation starter. Yep. He was like, yo, that's a real good conversation starter. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna just go ahead and grab a watch. Not to say I'm not into watches, but I wasn't I wasn't really focused on that. If you see me in Philly, like I'm in like sweatsuits all day. So right, like, right. a lot of times we run in and out of properties. That's for one. But I'm not real too crazy about that. But then um, also, I'm not big on like, I don't feel like going to the mall and all that stuff. So a lot of my- I feel you. Yeah, it's a, in Philly, it's a sex. Like this one is real called City Line Avenue. So it's not too far from my house. I can get there in like 10 minutes. So sex, you know what they selling. So a lot of times the same yeah. time I go on sex and buy stuff like this, not because you necessarily want to, but it's like, this is close. Let me just close grab by. this real quick. And boom, 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 boom. Hey, I feel you. I feel yeah. you. And, but I think um something you said that wa about watches, because I think a lot of people don't know this, like at a certain level, it is a great conversation starter. Oh, I'm, buying I'm, more. Yeah. I'm buying more. I'm buying more. I'm buying more. No, sure. facts. I literally today when I was leaving my building, I'm uh I'm walking out the building. This guy, he walk up. Well, he's next to me. He like nice I watch. Pee. That's a nice piece. Thank you, bro. He that's like a, that's a real conversation <laughs> starter. He like nice watch. I say, oh, thank you. I look down at his mm -hmm. watch. He got one on similar. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nice. I'm like, nice watch. Mm -hmm. So we, next thing you know, we having a whole conversation. He telling me about what he do, so forth and so forth. So I'm like, and I experienced that like a hundred times, bro. Mm -hmm. So shit like that, people will look like, man, I ain't trying to spend no money on no, if they think it's a waste. Yeah. But number one, the right watch, it's an asset. Number one, it's going to maintain its value. Yeah. But beyond that, when you get into certain rooms, that's the first thing people see. Yeah. They gonna look at they gonna look down at your watch, your shoes, that kind of shit. They see you got a nice watch. Oh, they yeah, gonna like you pull up your car, your all car. That stuff. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff. They gonna they gonna and they gonna look at it and be like, if he got that, she got that. What do they do? What do they know? Yeah. So they gonna come up and they gonna ask you. And then next thing you know, you grow from there. So and also, I want to add on something to that, like, cause the dude that really kind of started talking to me about the watch game, like you should really check it out. Um, was this dude? He he from Philly is my man. He got like tats all on his face. I don't, I don't care about that stuff, but put the whole story together. He His watch game is crazy. crazy like huh? He got bust down stuff, but he got some real $100,000 pieces that's plain Jane. And he told me he would go to certain like LA and all these different places and be in some high level rooms. And everybody wanted to talk to him. And he was like, and he said, there's one guy, this dude was like a billionaire. He said, he told me, he said, what the hell you know about that? Because he was expecting him to have a bust down watch, but he had a different type Davis. of watch, a real piece. And he was like, yo, me and him connected. We made some moves together all off of that. And I was like, you ain't got to tell me twice. No, I didn't say it so many mm -hmm. times, even not personally with other people that I know being out. And they got on a certain piece or whatever, and people come up talking to them. Next thing you know, they on the phone a week later, and they were getting ready to do a whole play just based on the conversation exactly. on what you got on. Exactly. But sometimes it is. And I'm just saying this because a lot of times, you know, we 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 are uh we are financially wise, financially mm -hmm. intelligent. We just ain't out here doing no dumb stuff. Yeah. But there are cer certain things that you can buy with your money that you can wear or drive or whatever, and it can it can help you build more relationships with people for real. The car, the car play, cars, watches, yeah. and cars. I will honestly say I'm about to double down on that. What you mean? Like 
buying more watches, like okay, real okay, yeah, pieces, yeah, 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 yeah. and more cars. Like I'm literally, literally, just to be transparent, I was um, going back and forth with this dealership. They in Virginia about this Maybach. This okay, five years. So yeah, I'm talking about crazy. that, but yeah, but he he trying to. I'm trying to get him down on a number. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna still keep it like I do with the houses. But what I realized, like vehicles like that, like things like that, really, really, they start conversations. Like when I pull up in my car, they people trying to figure out what's going on. But not just random everyday people. Like yo, I want to be like you. Like some higher up individuals. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it's a restaurant in um, Philadelphia it's called Steak Forty Eight. Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when I I always do valet. Whether if I got. A regular Douglas car, Me a nice too. car, because I don't got time. Uh, I'm trying to go straight inside. Straight inside, straight parking. to the wheel. I paid the twenty three hours. This is how I am. I'm the same way. But when you pull up in something nice, they are because this is be honest with you. A lot of us being black, they already expecting something. They expecting yeah. you to be, you know, selling drugs, athlete, or just doing some old goofy stuff, or you just came up on somebody and you here because yeah. of it. But when they actually see you in something, they want to actually start having conversations, see what's going on. So what I realized that I'm like. Okay, you know, I want to get another car. I want to get, but nothing like, like, no offense, like some, like a Hellcat, because I, I had a scat pack, got a scat pack, but more it's like these classier wheels where they like, I'm not expecting you to be driving it. You see what I mean? Facts. Exactly. Like, what you know about, why, what you know what about you know that? What you know about that? You know what I mean? So that's stuff like that. It's just, a, it's a certain level of, um, I'm, I'm trying to think the right words to say this so I'm not offending nobody, because yeah. I, 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 I love, love the, the I love the oh, Hellcats. Yeah, don't get it twisted. I, I love one. Exactly. I love them. But I know at the end of the day, at a certain level, depending on what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. people just going to see that and be like, they're going to box you in. Yeah. But like you said, with certain other, you're talking about a Maybach and stuff mm -hmm. like that, they're going to put you at a different kind of class level mm -hmm. that's going to naturally give you some kind of level of respect and grant you some kind of conversation most of the time. Yeah. So you right, bro. And that's the, I was crazy because I was just literally talking to somebody about this a couple of days ago. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm, I think I'm gonna get that next summer for my 30th birthday. There we it's go. It's a Maybach. So there we yeah, go. but I, not only do I love the car, I know, like we talked about the, the whole conversation started optics. Yeah. Optics is everything. How mm -hmm. people see you, how they perceive you is how they're mm -hmm. going to treat you. Mm -hmm. So once you got certain things in place, you don't get a different certain level of respect. And you, once you got your shit together. Yeah. You in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and a lot of them cars, a lot of them cars, watches, they put you in a certain club. Like yeah. One of my uh one of my mentors, he he a he a big time developer. He's big on the car. He got he got cars on top of cars. But he goes straight to the dealerships and they put him in certain clubs. Like he got a um a culinary and they let him go over Germany to actually be a part of like the relief. Something crazy, but you can't even get inside of there. The Rolls Royce dealership, or like the factory, and they let him go in there. They he told me they took his phone at the door. He couldn't have. They checked him down, took all both his phones and everything, but it allowed him to network with the other individuals who was in there. You see what I mean? Those are big time players. Big There's time. not no six figure, seven figure. These are eight figure guys that you can rub shoulders with. And you gotta think, I'm, I'm a real estate guy, so I'm always thinking like that might be my next lender, private lender, my next partner. A lot of people sleep on partnerships. Like your next partner maybe in his room and one of the biggest things people sleep on i know we just talking about eight figures but a lot of a lot of us just can't start in real estate might only need twenty thirty thousand dollars like your friend your cousin your brother sister can pull twenty thirty thousand dollars off a card but if they don't even trust that you can do something because of how you present yourself how you trying to finesse all the time you might lose out on your partner right there so i'm always going to rooms 
you know, trying to give value, trying to connect, trying to, you know, not trying to show too much in the flash, but like, hey, look, we know what we're doing. We actually making some moves. We actually doing some things, but maybe we can put something together and mm. we can go to go to the table. No money out of my no pocket. Money. Somebody else doing it. And this is all different types of funding. That's game, bro. And and I want to clear. I want to say this just to clear this up for people that might have some um, confusion because we talking about optics. I don't want people to think we just talking about having a suit on, going into these places and getting oh, respect. Nah, I'm talking nah, about nah, nah. being dressed how we dress right now because it's a suit in a while. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's your mm -hmm. it's your energy, your aura, your conversation mm -hmm. that people are gonna respect. That's gonna mm -hmm. get you in the room, and you can have on anything. But if you know how to talk to people, you know how to speak, treat people. You know what I'm saying? Body language is everything. everything. You got the right body language, you will be good. So this is just not about somebody having on a goddamn suit, a collar shirt or nothing. We talk, we just talking about period. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Carrying yourself the right way, period. That's when I, when I say optics is everything. So I just wanted to say that because I know it's always one it's always person somebody, that, that misinterpret what you're saying. Man, I ain't wearing no damn suit, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like I ain't even, I ain't even, I ain't even talking about that. So I know uh I wanted to ask you this about real estate because I know you talk when we talking about raising money because I know mm -hmm. you mentioned uh, private lenders. You talk about hard money loans. What are some other ways, creative ways that uh, that people can raise money? So one of the biggest things that I challenge everybody to do, I always say this, and everybody's watching this challenge: text your group message. Yeah, everybody got that group message. Well, you talking about sports? Well, you talking about some BS? Right. You talking about like whatever it is? Text that group message. Yo, what's up? What's your credit score look like? Everybody, I know I, I, I don't ask every day, but I'm definitely asking a couple times all day what your credit score look like. And one, because I genuinely want to, you know, make sure everybody is up because it's weird. You getting, you doing good and everybody else not really winning and you talking to them every day, but also because that might be your next partner in there. So, for example, I've done this with a lot of mentees and I've done this with a lot of just friends in general, cousins, where I'll ask, what's your credit score? They say 680, 700, 700 plus. And to believe it or not, it's weird for like you and I because we always checking our stuff. But a lot of people don't even know what their credit score is. I, right. I, I, I asked my homie one, one time, it was a while ago, I said, what's your credit score? He was like, I mean, I don't know. Checked it. He had a 690. Damn, literally, literally, literally that same week, this was like a Monday, Tuesday, literally that same week, I got him approved for auto loan, um, a nice size auto loan. I got approved for $20,000. He didn't even know. He just like, I ain't, I ain't even know I could get something like this. So all off one inquiry. So a lot, I, I text that group message or the group message or my friends and my family asking what their credit score is because now if I find out they got, a, if they got under a 680, I'll, you know, tell them what they need to do to run some plays. But if they got over a 680, we need to have a conversation. We need to get you funded today because now if you get funded today, now you could potentially be my private lender. The problem is people think private lenders always have to be Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Billions, trillions of dollars. Like, realistically, majority of people starting in real estate only need twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. That's realistically. Facts, bro. That's facts. Like I agree. everybody out the gate not going to million dollar deals. Mm -hmm. Let's just let's just be transparent. Like we all want to get there. We all want a big time lender, but a lot of us are just starting out on small deals. So with that being said, I'm not saying not chase the big players. But if you only need twenty thousand, why are you skipping past all these people that might have twenty thousand sitting in their account, twenty thousand sitting in their retirement account, twenty twenty thousand sitting in their four hundred one k, twenty thousand might be sitting on a credit card they don't even know they can get. So now, like, and I'm gonna just give a card. Like one credit card that I tell people to go to is Alliance, Alliance Credit Union, mm -hmm. and it's a business credit card, zero percent interest for like twelve months. 
you only had to open up a checking account. You can apply literally right on the website. They might give you 20, 30,000, 10,000. Majority of people get between 10 to 20,000 I send to. And right there on the spot, application approved right there. And they pull from Experian. So now if I get 10 people what, that card. What, what, what's the what, uh, credit score they need? Just a high sixes. It's, it's high not six. even 700 or something. It's a high six. I've seen people with 670s, 680s, 690s. I've seen some people get like a 668. That was probably the lowest one I've seen. But now I bought a house with somebody, right? I bought a duplex with somebody. And I said, look, listen. Right, let's buy this house together, right? And... I'm going to put everything together. I'm going to bring the construction crew. I'm going to position everything. I'm going to bring the lender. But that cash to close, that amount we need to bring to the table, you cover that. You went on the deal. When it's done, we're going to split it. Win, win, win. Especially when I gave you the card to get the money. He literally applied, got approved for the card, then took the money, and then we bought the house with it. Mm. So it's like a win, 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 win. But people not thinking about that because you thinking I need to chase Jeff Bezos and, you know, Mark Cubans and, you know, Tyler Perry's and stuff like that, which that's cool. But you got, you can get started today just off of your contact. Your contact is powerful, what you got right now. Mm, that's game, bro. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of us sometimes, we underestimate the power of the people that's around us right now. Oh, for sure. For, for, for real. Because, like you said, we be so, we be so ready to. To network up. I remember, I think mm -hmm. Romel said this when he was on, instead of just networking, just across. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to reach up to, mm -hmm. to people that's in a way higher position. Because number mm -hmm. one, they're going to be, the access to them is going to be way harder to, you know what I'm saying, to get. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Compared to, you could just get in the phone, like you said, call, send a text, and text about 10 different people. You might mm -hmm. be able to run a play like that for real. That's yeah. super realistic. And we're like, that's facts. What you said, most people when getting started on real estate, they only need 20, 30, 40,000. I think, but I think a lot of, of a lot of us, we still kind of unaware of we could get started in real estate with little, with little money. You don't mm -hmm. need a whole lot of money. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Especially nah. if you can get the finance and the financing, like you basically said, bro, if you get the right, if you got a decent credit score, you could get the finance relatively yeah. easy. It yeah. don't let you have a job. With some good pay stubs. You 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 can get that loan even easier. Like a lot, it's crazy to me that, and when I say this stuff, it be blowing people's minds, but it's so comp, like, start with where you at. I truly believe that everybody is enough where they at right now. Like, you are enough. But a lot of people feel like they need to be this person that they're not, or not yet, to get started. But you are enough right now, like, and your context, your, I call it your spirit influence, is so much more powerful than you think. And I think I learned that because I started out in sales and real estate. A lot of people getting into real estate, they have never done anything before this. But in sales, you're taught to contact your spirit influence, contact, see who you can put deals together. I remember this deal I closed with my cousin. My cousin, one of the ratchetest person, people on earth. <laughs> I'm talking about like we had the closing table. She cussing the lady out because she said, I need you to sign your name more than once. I need to sign... I'm talking about, I'm sitting there like, yeah, come on, man. I'm trying to ever get this done. She had a 700-something credit score. She had all her documents in a file cabinet. I'm talking about she would knock your block off outside, but she had a file cabinet with every document, every paste up, every piece of information in the house. You, but other, other average person be like, she ain't buying no house. She had, all, she had stuff more cleaner than doctors. I worked with doctors before. They stuff not even clean as her. So you'd be surprised what type of context you have in your phone. That's somebody you can call. Yo, listen, after we get you through with your house, 
Let's run these credit plays because you already got a 700 something. And now you got this mortgage in line. Now you're even more powerful because you got something strong primary on your account. But a lot of us, we just, man, they're not buying them. Man, they're not trying to do it. A lot of us are trying to do something. We just not positioned. We talk about, yo, listen, let's go to the bar this Friday. Let's go do this this weekend. But nobody ever brings up, yo, let's buy this. Let's talk about this business. Let's buy this house. Like Ramel said this. Um, let's all come together and have a, a legacy meeting or something he said. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like, majority, nine times out of ten, 9.9 times out of ten, friends and family aren't texting. Like, I got a family group message. I literally just send them motivation quotes. I'll send them the Zoom links to some of my mentorship calls. Yo, cuz, jump on this. If they do it or not, you can't control it. You can't but control it. A lot of people, we judge people so much that we're not even giving them opportunities to even try to grow. That's facts. Yeah. No, that's, and I, I know the number one thing I've seen with that video regarding Romel talking to family legacy meetings, mm -hmm. people like, man, I wish my family would do this. My family don't do no nothing like this. That was mm -hmm. probably the number one thing I've seen people saying in those mm -hmm. comments. So, But like you said, man, you, you you talking some real talk. Like, I think, um, like I said, I can only vouch for what you just said. I think we underestimate. I know we underestimate yeah, 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 the, people, sure. the people around us because I didn't build with people that's been around me before mm -hmm. plenty of times. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Just having a conversation. But like you said, if you're not willing to give people the conversation, you don't know what can happen. You don't know what can happen. Yeah, it's automatically enough. Yeah, it's automatically. Mm -hmm. it's, I want I want to I want you to talk about what's some other um off topic that you could think of. What's some other plays regarding credit plays that that you know people could run? Yeah, so um one of the one of the credit plays that everybody I just start with the the basics. One of the things that everybody should do is go to this website and, I, and this is just real straight raw i don't get no money from this website none of this, this website called creditcheckTotal.com. so with the website you can check your real credit scores power with experian right but now they had this option called a score simulator on there so if you're you can type in the number 700 and it'll tell you what you need to do to get to a 700 so a lot of us are paying you know a thought and i got friends as credit repair client credit repair people and I'm not knocking any of them, but some of us, literally, only thing we got to do is we got this $1,000 Victoria's Secret credit card, and she maxed it out to 900 and that's why your score dropped 50 points. We don't need to pay somebody $1,000 just for them to tell us to pay $800 on this card to get our score to go up 100 points. So mm -hmm. that's when that website will tell you exactly what you need to do to bring your score, pay that down to bring your score up. Now, if you got bankruptcies, repos, Pay that man, pay that woman so they can get your stuff situated unless you know how to do it yourself. But like little things like that. So now once you've got your score situated and you understand what you can do, now you can start looking at, okay, which one of my bureaus is strong? The biggest thing that people fail to do is look and see which bureau is strong. Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, right? And I don't even want to confuse people like I'm the credit guru. Right. But some of, this is some common stuff. That's not so common to other individuals, but it's really some basic foundational stuff. But I want to, you know, talk about this because a lot of people that might be listening might not even know this stuff. So if you know your Experian is a 700, your Equifax is a 600, your TransUnion is like a 680, a lot of business credit will approve you off of a 680, even if you don't have a Dunn's number. So business credit, you got your Dunn's number, it's like a real official business credit. But if you don't have that in order already, you can do something called a PG, which personally guarantee, which means you co-signing for your business. So you got Black Shirt LLC, right? And you want to go ahead and get funded, but you that's not a real, they don't have real business credit. Let's say Chase Bank, and you can apply for a Chase Inc. card. They'll say, 
okay, we're going to peek at your personal credit. And if it's high sixes, 700s for sure, 800 for effect, we'll go ahead and approve you for X amount of dollars based off your personal credit because you're co-signing for that. And then now it's only going to show your business. It's not going to show your personal. It's only going to be a business credit. So you can max that card out and it's not like it never happened. But the one thing that people don't know, you can actually, which I don't want to get too deep into it. Some of them inquiries that you got can get removed. So it's like it never happened at all. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, it's so many different things you guys can go ahead and do as far as credit. And like I said, I'm not even a credit guru, but a lot of this stuff I utilize to help me, you know, scale up a little bit in real estate, you know, do a little bit more things because when you get into real estate, like I was telling you, you, you rebuilding houses, this stuff costs money. Yeah. You know, like I might be doing houses, like right now we're working on like nine houses. Them budgets ranging from $150,000 to $300,000 each. We do them all at the same time. So what a lot of people don't realize, like you need funding, unless you got three hundred on a, on a high end times nine, 10 houses, you need to utilize, mm -hmm. funding is important, but what people don't realize is that if you utilize funding, you can start today. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to wait, save up some money. Like, right. if you're make, you making $30,000, $40,000 a year, before bills, before rent, before all that stuff, and you trying to save 100000 like house, way. That's yeah. really use basic house. Like, how <laughs> you going to take like do that? 15 years. You feel me? But now, if you go ahead and tap into different funds, okay, I don't have 100000 and it's damn near impossible for me to save. But I got a 700 score or I got a 650, but I went to the website. I went to the score assembly. They told me what I need to do yep. to get it up to a seven. All right, now let me go to apply for Alliance. Let me apply for Chase. And now I might be able to get 20, 30, 40,000 off of that LLC. But now if I got three LLCs, 30 times three, that's 90 grand we just got. So we just put together 100,000, damn near 100,000 available. I can start real estate tomorrow. Like these are plays you guys can run tonight all online. Stay up till midnight. Run these plays while everybody sleep. Just lock in, do the applications. You might better get a hundred thousand dollars tonight. Running different LOCs, different credit cards, different stuff, and then there you can go in and get started in real estate tomorrow. Like we don't need to wait for stuff. This is not back in the day where somebody grandpa was in real estate. They went and saved up fifty grand, bought a house, and they took them. I remember I was talking to this dude. He said I cold called him. And he was just like, yo, uh, you sound young. I was like, yeah, whatever. He said, man, you keep doing your thing, man. He said, I own 50. He said, I own 10 houses. I'm 80. You know, one day you'll get to me. I'm like, okay. This not the back in the day times where we need to do one house every five years. Like, we can do, <laughs> I bought multiple houses in the same exactly. month. Like, exactly. Closed multiple deals in the same month. So it's like, it's a whole different time frame right yeah. now. And that's everything you're saying. That's life-changing info because if you are someone that's making 40, 50K, you take advantage of these plays. This is generational. Hell yeah. Uh, this is generational change for your Hell family yeah. now. Like, you out the blue getting bread. Like, and to go with what you're saying, I had um, a, a young listen to the show. I met him. I went I went out of town somewhere. I bumped into him. He was 19. Mm -hmm. He was uh, listening to a couple of the episodes. He was working at a, uh, I forgot the, he was working at some job. He said he was sitting at his job in the parking lot. Mm hmm Listen to my podcast. He's like, damn. He took the information, ran a couple places. This man ran up half a mil. You see me? By 19. You feel me? I ran it to him. He like, bro, I listened to the, he like, I can see works. I can see it in his eyes. Yeah, he's, like, was yeah, he's still hitting me up to this day. I'll be checking his page. Young and eating, bro. Yo. <laughs> so the, the the I feel like the only difference between where you want to be and where you at now is the, is belief. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like belief is like like a light. that like You walk in a bedroom, you looking for your charge, looking for your sneakers or whatever, and the light's off. You don't know where it's at. But when you finally hit the light switch, you can see that. And I look at it like that's opportunities all in that room, but the room dark, you can't really see nothing. You hit that belief switch, all that shit been sitting in front of your face. You just didn't believe in yourself that you can do it. The same plays, like real estate been around for before anybody, mm-hmm. you know, all these credit, all this stuff been out before anybody. And you've been hearing about it from podcasts, from Instagrams, from people just talking about it. But you never believed in yourself. So you never ran it. Like a lot of us need to hit the switch. So now we can find, you know what? I can do that. Let me actually go ahead and try it. Like a lot of people looking at, you know, your podcast right now. And they actually go YouTube your podcast or went on Apple and um, typed in your podcast. They finally was like, you know what? I believe I can do a little bit more with myself. Let me go ahead and search something. Mm, that's facts. Yeah. All, the, all the information in the world don't mean nothing if you don't truly believe that you can take this information and, you know, apply you, it. You're just basically watching TV. you just watching right. <laughs> you you just, just watching entertainment. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely just straight entertainment at that point. But that's, mm-hmm. no, nah, bro, you, you you ain't lying. Like, we had a, we in a time right now where, um, I mean, it's all, like they always say, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. But anything is really possible if you really believe anything is yeah. possible. If you think y'all can get this information and make some plays and it might not, I want people to understand it might not necessarily happen over overnight. You might not get the information on a Sunday and a Monday. Mm-hmm. You're in to play you up a million dollars. Sometimes it's gonna take a little while, but in the grand scheme of things, that while ain't nothing. No, that while nah. that while is really like a blink. When you nah. look back at it, you be like, damn, that was three years ago. Yo, people people will do four years of college, but don't want to do one year of entrepreneurship. <sighs> Think about it. Four, and that's and I heard like. College didn't work out for me, and you know, kudos to everybody that did work out for. You know, you graduated college, so no, I ain't graduated. Oh, oh, shoot. No. Well, kudos for everybody that. <laughs> but you understand what I mean, yeah. though. Like, for sure, for sure, we just bonded a whole nother level. Just now, like, <laughs> but now, what 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 people don't understand, like they say, when you do when you do a summer semester, that's when you really graduate in four. Like, realistically, it's supposed to be five. Right. I don't know if it's right, true, right, right. but I know a couple of people, they they had to take extra classes to really hit that deadline. So, you willing to go ahead and stick it out for four or five years, you know, taking classes that re- a lot of them is really anything for real, for no, real. facts. Like, let's just call it spade a spade. A lot of them classes not even real classes that you need. Um, but you don't want to get your bet on yourself for a year. Yeah. Like, that's too long. That's like, crazy. think about it. You don't want to bet on yourself for a year. But a lot of what people don't understand is that year going to go past regardless. It's, my homie Shit always said happening that. regardless. So you might as well do something that you want to look back and be like, dang, good luck. Facts. And then in the school, going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Bro. And then once you get out, the job you're going to get may pay you 60 So Bro. you got to think, how long with your living expenses, taxes, how long is it really going to take you to pay back this hundred? Bro, I got mentees that's literally making, having six figures in six months wholesaling real estate, you know, making, you know, thirty, forty, fifty $50,000 off cribs from refining them or flipping them. And I literally showed them how to do that for like a thousand dollars. Like, but then the, the, that's a whole nother conversation, but these cops, <laughs> like you ain't got me serious for a second. Like these colleges charging you, oh, like my, when I went to Penn State Edmonton, it was, it was $7,000 a semester. And I was taking English one. I took uh Kines, like weightlifting class, like. I'm really? talking. I had some classes that was just like was just anything. That's why I was up there, but not up there. Right, right, so, right. So you know what I mean. And it's just, it just. I won't say it's a waste of time because we do need professionals that no, have we degrees. We do need doctors. Do need lawyers. We do need nurses. 
And we do need a lot of other careers that I'm not even thinking about right now that require a degree. That's how the whole world goes around. But I want, I'm saying all this because I want people to feel like that if they don't have a degree, that they not worth something. I'm living proof that without a degree, you can make something happen. You living proof that mm -hmm. without a degree, you can make something happen. But a lot of people, you know, with that notion from what your parents, your mm -hmm. grandparents might have said, I remember my grandma was like, yo, listen, you got to figure that school stuff out. Or, you know, work. She was telling, sending me application for sanitation, you know, trash truck. Right. And not, not knock against that because you can make really good money with Facts. that. But I just like, no, nah, I'm betting on this real estate stuff. And she didn't really, and, I, and I'm more close, keep stuff close to the vest. She didn't realize this stuff was working until one day we just, I just was telling her some stuff. She's like, Oh, that stuff is working, working. I'm like, yeah, like you keep talking this college stuff. Like, I ain't going back. I ain't going back to no job. I ain't going back. Like, you know, people be like, I ain't going back to jail. Like, I'm not going back to no job. I'm not touching no campus. Like, that ain't never happened to me. <laughs> I ain't touching I'm, no job. I'm no campus. never touching none of that stuff. Like, I don't care how much you paying. I'm not going back. No, nah, fact. And this and, and what we this conversation right here might may not even apply to everybody. Everybody that's listening may not want to be an entrepreneur, but for the ones that do, that feel like their heart is really mm -hmm. really set on this. You do got to bet on yourself and be willing for it to, it might suck for a while, mm -hmm. but if you, if this is really what you want to do, you got to embrace that and just keep it moving. It might be a bad five, six, eight months, but if you really like, I want to be an entrepreneur, Fact. you need to embrace that because you can't, it can't get to better if you don't get through the bad shit. That's you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's all I can really say on that. Cause like, 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 like I said, this not, this conversation specifically what we having right now may not be for you if you don't if you don't want to be an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? If you cool with your job or you in school for a certain job, cool. Do your thing. We ain't knocking it. Mm -hmm. But if you saying, I want to be an entrepreneur, this is the lifestyle I want, don't be scared of no nah. bad times because they're going to happen. Nah. And it's going to happen multiple times. Mm -hmm. it ain't gonna, you ain't going to be one time some bad shit happen. It's going to happen again and again and again. But this is all part of it. It's really no, like, to be honest, Let's be real. You really got to have a, you really got to be a little crazy to yeah. be an entrepreneur for real. Mm -hmm. That's why I'll be, mm -hmm. I'll be telling I, years ago on my podcast, because I felt like being an entrepreneur was really a fad about like 2020, 2019. I was saying, I was telling people, I'm like, a year or two from now, people going to realize that this shit ain't as glamorous as they think. Yeah. It's hard as hell. It was it's COVID time. Man, like, it's cold. It was easy. No, nah, it was ain't, sweet. Everybody <laughs> no overpaying. Right. Everybody overpaying. You you doing L your hustle LOCs. Like, everybody buying three, four, five LOCs. They got the PUA money, pandemic money. <laughs> right. Yo, let me get five of them because I want to take that and get funded. It's a different game it's right now. It's a different game. Ain't no, man, ain't no security in this shit for real. Mm -hmm. So, to do this, you already got to be a little, a little different, a yeah. little off a little yeah. bit. So and if that's you cool. And that's cool. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I, what I want people to understand is to embrace that. Don't be scared. Don't mm -hmm. let nobody try to talk you out of it. If you really mm -hmm. feel like this for you, you just got to go do it. Yeah. And if it ain't for you, you're going to find out. No, it's a fact. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I was at the store, uh, yesterday. I had got a facial mm -hmm. from, um, this, this, this girl I know, she do facials in Philly. It's called 387 Grooming. But before you leave, you got to put a little note in this box, in this, like, jar, write it anonymous, so the next person come in, they pull it, and it's supposed to be words of encouragement. This was yesterday. I literally wrote in a note, that crazy idea in your head is not crazy. Like, do that shit. So, because a lot of people having these crazy ideas, they think it's crazy. Like, man, this ain't. shit, man. Like, starting up a podcast is crazy. Like, do that stuff, bro. That might really change your entire family. You think it's crazy until five years go by, and you see somebody online or on TV 
that executed what you thought, and you mm-hmm. like you. I sick. thought of that deal. I thought I thought of that you idea sick. three years ago. You're pissed off. How many times that happened? You yeah. seen somebody say that? Yeah, man, that that for sure happened. They be like, to me. I, I that's why I don't let stuff slide out no exactly. more. Exactly. Like slide out without me executing it. Exactly. Like think about it. somebody made that noodle thing that float in the water. That was somebody was like, man, this is crazy. They ran with they it. Ran and they with making it. millions off of that. Probably more than that for real, for real. That's crazy, yo. Think God. about that. That noodle thing that be in the water. Kids play with that yeah, float. Yeah, yeah. Like they probably making billions, if not millions, off of that. And that was that was probably a crazy idea. And how many people you think told that motherfucker you crazy when they when if they probably told that idea, it's just a noodle gonna put yeah. in the pool. People probably was like, man, because I know if I would have heard, I'd have been like, all right, whatever. goofy. Yeah, you're like whatever. Uh-huh. And up. Nah, probably probably ten figures. I get the hardest the hardest thing somebody ever gonna have to do in their life is finally not listen to the person that they love the most. Like mm. your mom, like think about this: your mom or your dad or your grandparents, you might love them to death. They might give you some crazy advice on relationship, crazy advice on how to make uh, turkey, whatever on Thanksgiving. But when it comes like buying a house or coming starting their business, they have no. No, you know, information on that, but yet we talking to them about that and they can't give us no game back, but we get mad when they give it. Like, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, if I talk to a person that's not into cars, is fully against cars or don't own a car, believe in riding bikes everywhere about buying a $200,000 car, I know what they response is going to be. Why would exactly. you do that? Why would you do that? But we, for some reason, we keep asking individuals that we know what they're going to say. Like we know that 100% what they're going to say, but we still go ahead and do that mm-hmm. because it goes back to us. We need some type of validation because we're not confident in ourselves. Like, again, you are enough. Like, whatever you think about, you can't run that play, and that is going to work. But we need validation so much based on, like, how we was raised, based on how we programmed. Like, I got I to gotta ask my mom about this. Mm. But she been working at this job making $30,000 a year for your entire life. And then you tell her about that, and she say, maybe you should just go to school. And then you mad, and you actually go ahead and do it. Exactly. You knew what she was going to say. Like, why would you even? Like, but that's the hardest thing for somebody to do is to finally not listen to your mom about mm. something. And it's just, it's crazy, but it's, like, it's real. That's he- that's extremely heavy, bro. And it t- me, myself, it took me a while to learn that. I learned to stop asking people that never experienced what I'm experiencing or what I'm mm-hmm. trying to do because I know they're not going to completely understand. Yeah. Even if the answer is maybe what I'm looking for, I know there's no way for them to completely understand because they mm-hmm. never did it. They never been through wow. it. Like, so how can you know what I'm saying? So how can I really lean on you for some kind of advice with this decision? Mm-hmm. You ain't never done this shit. You don't know what it feel like. Yo, so certain conversations, you're right. So certain conversations you can only have with certain people. So you, you right, bro. It do takes a time for you to really learn and be like, man, and I love my parents, but it's only certain shit that I can go to them for. If exactly. I'm finna bust a play for six figures for five hundred thousand, maybe they not the right people to talk to this because nah. they ain't never done this before, nah. and they gonna look at me like, "Son, you crazy? You taking that big risk? You just need to go get you a job and sit down." Exactly. And now you doing some shit sitting at a cubicle like pissed off, pissed off, regretful, <laughs> like real. resentment, real, all these types of words. Like, and one thing I want to say too. You know, you, you we was talking about for entrepreneurships and not specifically people working jobs, but also people work at jobs just because you got a good job that you love. It's nothing wrong with I'm a real estate guy. Right. It's nothing wrong with buying real estate. Like I want people to understand that you is first of all, I'm believe I'm big on somebody else paying for this. 
So, like, think about it. you work your job. You you're let's say a nurse, whatever, right? You're a nurse. You're making good money, and you like being a nurse. This is your passion. You like helping people. You like healing people. You like doing all that stuff, right? It's nothing wrong with having a uh, property paying a thousand dollars a month. Let's say it's netting six hundred dollars a month. Let's say you got two of them, twelve hundred dollars paying for your Range Rover now. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be a guru. You don't have to be a mogul to buy two properties, <laughs> three properties that a property manager is handling so you don't have to worry about your Range Rover, so you don't have to worry about your Benz payment, so you don't have to worry about your vacation fund, whatever it is. Like, And that's what people fail to realize. They're like, man, I got a good job. I don't, I'm not messing with the real estate stuff. Why not? Like, well, you don't, It's not like real estate... If you want to take it to like how we do it, where this is our like nine to five, like we closing deals, right, we right, actually, right, right. you know, got a whole infrastructure. But buying a house and letting somebody pay some rent, which <laughs> is going to appreciate, that's a whole nother conversation. You might buy a house for two hundred thousand next year, it might be worth two fifty just off of other houses in the area being sold for higher. Like it, that's free money now. You bought it for two hundred, but now it appreciated two hundred fifty thousand because. Your next door neighbor sold days for three hundred or something. Something crazy just happened. So, like that—that's free money. It's free savings account. Mm. But people like, nah, the real estate thing not yeah, for I'm me. Gonna... I'm not gonna mess with mm. buying, owning wealth. Having wealth is not for you. Damn. Especially you use somebody else's money to buy it. That's Damn. not for you. Like, that's not. I, I was listening to this podcast. Right, this dude said, "I bought my daughter two houses. One house she can either sell." And use that money to pay for her college tuition. She can sell, use that money. She, he's giving it to her when she turns 17 or whatever. Or she can sell and she can start her business with that money. The second house she can sell and use that money to buy the house she really want or she can live in it. What's wrong with that? that what you mean that's not for you? Mm. Like you want to give your kids something that they can start out on the right foot? A lot of us don't start out, you know, high up. And the other thing is, last thing I want to say is like, in reference to this, is a lot of us scared to jump. Like, if I jumped off this chair right now with my feet hurt, no, like, it's not that high up. Mm -mm. A lot of us scared to jump. Like, we already starting on the 50th floor. Everybody not Donald Trump where they got millions of dollars. Give it to him right at the gate. I'm I'm playing it safe if my dad gave me millions and millions of dollars. I don't want to mess that up. I might, you know, tread like, but me, if I'm already $100 in my account, if I jump it, like, $100 ain't going, Right. I'm still at the bottom. So mm. why are we scared to jump if we already at the bottom anyway? That's a whole nother. You that's know a, what I mean? No, that's a and this conversation I have probably all the time too. I say when you ain't if you already ain't got shit to lose, you should be the most you should be taking a more Hungry. risk than anybody. Yeah, like you should be taking all the risks. Uh -huh. It's the person that do got a lot to lose. It's crazy how people with the most to lose take more risk than people with nothing to lose at all. But that's why they in a position with the most to lose because they it make it makes sense when you really think about it. Yo, you got a chance to tap into something that might be three hundred dollars, right? And you got three hundred. You want to hold that shit so tight, like <laughs> I can't let this go. But you don't even realize you just open up your hands a little bit. That might turn into three hundred thousand or thirty. Or let's say on a low end, thirty thousand dollars. But like you said, the people like. Like people don't even realize, like you, you really, you one, you in a worse position than you are mentally. People think like oh, I got a thousand dollars, I got five thousand dollars in name, I'm up. Like you need to, that's not really no money not, at all. Like you need to take that and reinvest it. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of us don't even realize that yo, we stop spending money on food, clothes, clothes. and all this extra stuff. Nail that three hundred dollars. Like I think this shirt was like. 
$400. If I would have not bought this shirt and then went and tapped into, let's say, a program or class or something like that, learned some information, like, for a lot of us, if we don't, if we, if we take $100, $200, $300, or maybe $50 to buy somebody ebook, it really not going to change our life for real, for real. It's not. If you think about it. No, no. Like, a lot of people make up the excuse, if I spend $50 on his class or whatever, I'm not going to be able to eat this week. Realistically, that's not, that's 99% of the people not. There are some people in that situation, but majority of people, they just using it as an excuse. excuse. Oh, I, if I spend this, I'm I'm done for for the week. Let's, yeah. let's really be real. That's facts, bro. And this this my uh final uh question I got for you. Just mm-hmm. for, the, for the person that's listening that needs some uh motivation or just needs some actionable advice mm-hmm. that may be in a position where they feel like they they can't get out of they might be in a position that you was in five six seven years ago what's your mm-hmm. best piece of advice you got for them right now best piece of advice is find something hmm i want to say uh, the biggest thing is be consistent but find something that find something that you want in mind and you could look at it because i know somebody gonna chop this up but for me, find something you wouldn't mind doing for free and just be consistent at it. Figure out how to make money and be consistent. Houses, for me, I love going inside a nice house. I love going inside of abandoned houses. I love, you know, popping up on, let's say, you know, you flipping a house. I love popping up on your projects, seeing how you turn them. I love watching HGT. I love houses. Like, I'm doing this stuff for free. Right. I figured out how to make money off it. It's just like... It's easy. It's not work for me. Mm. So, and that's easier said than for some people, you know, but for me, it's finding something that you really can monetize and you wouldn't mind doing it for free and just digging at eight, nine, ten hours every single day because that's when you're going to run up a real bag. But when you like, yo, I really don't feel like doing this, a slightest little thing going to knock you off your square and you're like, yeah, I ain't getting back up. I ain't getting back up. But like I'm a, I'm whether I get paid out for a crib or not, I'm a, if you tell me like yo, listen, check out my house, I'm gonna come check it out. That's what I love to do. We figure out a way to flip it together. It's it's a plus. My whole life is a plus, honestly. <laughs> my entire <laughs> life is a plus. All this stuff every single day, coming down here, doing all all this stuff is a plus for me. I do this stuff for free every single day. Mm. And that's a that's a hell of a mentality to have, bro. And but but before we wrap up, I just wanna say, man, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to fly out here to come to do this show bro no, this, no, was, for sure. this was this for was sure. dope man but before sure. i let you go plug in all your stuff where people can follow you purchase products everything you got just plug it yeah, yeah. so instagram d-s-b-o-o-n-e um i'm dropping free information on instagram like we do 60 like two to three 60 second tip video i'm big on giving value like somebody told me that if you scared to give away content for free that means you don't even know enough I'm giving out clips and clips and clips of game every single day. We do free classes weekly. I'm getting on lives free. A lot of stuff is free, and a lot of people run up houses, deals, money off of the free stuff. And what we about to actually about to have going into the end of October, um, we're having a five-day class. We're literally five days with me, Ramel, and my guy, Brian. Mm-hmm. We're going to be teaching you how to get the funding you need specifically so you can not only just start real estate, but you can start whatever business you want to have. Um, we was listening to uh, this article, and they said 63% of people don't get started in business strictly off of funding. Like, they don't have the money. Like we said, how are you going to run up $100,000 and you making $30,000 a year? Right. But we show you literally how to bump up your credit a little bit and how to get the LLCs and then use that to go ahead and get funding. Now you can get the $100,000 you need. Like we said, we can get into a house with $20,000, dollars you might be able to get into three, four, five of them. 
if you should, if you put it together right, and that's what we're going to be showing over those five days, five days with us specifically, you know, Monday through Friday, and then we're going to have a, I'm not even supposed to say this, but we're going to have a bonus, so it's really going to be six, you know, for people that tap in VIP, so if that's something you guys are interested in, and then um, even special, something special for people that watch this, just type in the word freedom, freedom one, and text that to 267-282-0464. And everybody that go ahead and get they, um, I'm going to send you the direct link. Yep. Everybody get they take, I'm going to send them my credit ebook. My yeah. whole how to get funding, oh, all that stuff. Yeah. That's they, they just send a screenshot to that number that they got their ticket. I'm going to just send them the credit ebook. It's $100. I'm going to give it to everybody for free just because they tapped in on your stuff. Bet. Say less. And I'm going to put that, um, I'm going to put that link in the description of this podcast episode for everybody that's listening or watching. Mm -hmm. You just go straight to the link in the podcast episode. Click that and you could go from there. Yeah, just so text the word freedom and the number one two six seven two eight two zero four six four. Say less, say less. Y'all better man, make sure y'all tap in, man. You 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 gave you gave some games, so they better I try they make gonna, sure they gonna people gonna tap in for sure. And the crazy thing bro. is five days, what three of us is only two hundred and ninety seven dollars. That's crazy. I told them it was crazy, but like we wanna make sure we really yeah. make sure every single soul ain't gonna win. So it's one of the things, if you don't do it, it's like, yo, you you just... You playing, you ain't serious Either anyway. you up multi-millions or you just, you just corny. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's either or. Talk, talk your shit, bro. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that's all we got for y'all, man. Once again, bro, appreciate you no, for coming on. You, and uh, you guys can follow me on all platforms at, a, at the official Xavier Miller. And you can follow the Millionaire Mindsets on all platforms as well. That's all we got for y'all on this episode of Millionaire Mindsets. See you guys next episode. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gon' talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant